Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I am Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. I'm sitting at a hotel room in Dallas, um, 12 hours away. It's Wednesday morning, 12 hours away from puck drop of, of the yeah. wild stars. Um, um, these, these, I know this is a football podcast. I know we cover the Vikings, but we have kind of a, a pulse on all the sports around Minnesota. Uh, these 850 puck drops are just brutal. And, and it, the, the, the Timberwolves tip off was the 930 local. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's insane. No, one of my friends was asking, he's like, why wouldn't you just adjust your sleep schedule? And I was like, because like there's the draft and like, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's not like I'm adjusting for one sport. I'd be kind of adjusting both. Although I guess they're both literally going at the same time or whatever within half an hour tonight. And then like, you know, like even with the twins, like they're relevant. So I was like, I have work in the morning. And it sounds funny to say as like someone who works in sports, right? I mean, you guys, what, like probably were up until 3, 4 a.m. with that game that ended at one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the and the, it was not, but I was like, yeah, I crashed after the first overtime. I could tell some of our other writers they wouldn't admit it, but they were off slack around that time. I'm like, I get it, guys. We all have to work, and this is I get they want like national exposure or whatever. But these times are ridiculous, and if you follow anything other than Vikings, you're probably going to walk into that draft a little sleepy just because if any of these teams advance or whatever, um, we're going to be a little sleep sleep deprived. So true. It's so true. Like it it does bleed into like other other areas of life not for like just not for me like I don't I'm not gonna complain about it too much because I'm there for free not paying like but like yeah being a fan you pay hundreds of dollars game starts at nine o'clock and it went until like 1 30 in the morning like I think I think it, it was actually over at 1 a.m central 
Um, yeah, yeah. And that screws up your whole week. Like you're right. Like if they if there's another overtime game tonight, God forbid, um, people might be tired for the next week trying to trying to follow other Minnesota sports in the market. Um, yeah, had to get that off my chest because it has been bothering me for the last couple of days. Uh, trying to catch up on sleep. Already got a Starbucks halfway halfway yeah, done. Yeah. So, but Tom, the Vikings. Uh, it feels like us on this podcast are kind of trying to run out the clock before, uh, you know, the NFL draft there's at this point in the NFL off season, unless you're the Packers or the jets trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers, or like I said, the Packers trying to trade offload Aaron Rodgers. There's not a ton to talk about right now that there's uh, at this point, free agency is, is pretty much done though. The, the Vikings did, sign a cornerback, Joe Juan Will, uh, Johnson, you know, this past off or this past week. Um, but you look at just kind of the league as a whole, um, everyone around the league is just trying to get to the draft. So we're the same way. Something with the Vikings though, this week, they did have OTAs that they, they, they opened that up. Um, you know, there's it's voluntary workouts going on at TCO performance and, um, Handful of guys are there. Handful of guys talked in the past couple of days. Most interesting guy to me that that, that took the podium, Harrison Smith. Um, obviously the veteran now. Um, I think he's the oldest safety in the league with McCourty retiring. Um, and he flat out said, like, two reporters in Egan, yes, I thought about leaving this offseason. Um, I think all of us kind of saw that. Uh, we kind of can, can read between the lines. Like, uh, yeah, of course he probably did. Um, they asked him to take kind of a significant pay cut and this is late in his career. And was he willing to do that? He said, yes, he, he, he did think about leaving, but Tom, I think you kind of alluded to this a couple of times in, you know, the past month or two, you know, since Harrison's taken the pay cut, what Brian Flores can, can do with him uh, and how much of a weapon Harrison Smith, even at his age can be, in you know uh, at least in the abstract in a Brian Flores defense and that's what he said too Harrison Smith said the biggest reason I came back is working with Brian Flores and I thought just hearing that out loud um it kind of makes you think like how much does Harrison have in the tank and, and how much do you think Brian Flores can unlock him um because I don't think Harrison Smith is coming back unless he thinks he can have a really productive season with Brian Flores using him all over the field Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be surprising going from one regime to another. If players leave, we've already seen guys guys Mm -hmm. go. But, you know, Harrison Smith was signed late um, by Spielman, and that was... Again, we'll we'll learn with Quasi how how loyal he'll be to older players. Harrison Smith does seem ageless. He's like thirty four. Although I feel mm-hmm. like last season he was like, yeah, that's right, I'm in my thirties, and he's thirty three. You know, it's not it's not like um, he had just turned thirty or something. So um, this this will happen. Where right, where you know, like during the competitive rebuild, they kind of ran it back last year. I think we're going to start seeing, and we already have started seeing, kind of this this turnover to their own guys and their own systems and methods. Having said that, I think most teams would want Harrison Smith you just do have to reduce the number as you get into this kind of cap hell that they're in Mm -hmm. um and I think 
this is why hiring floors was so important. You're going to go, you know, you're going from like Mike Zimmer, who most defensive players are going to like, right. We know the attention with cousins. We know that like Justin Jefferson didn't really like talk to him in his office or whatever. Um, We understand what Mike Zimmer prioritized, but you know, even I think of like Patrick Peterson who did opt to leave um, that Packers game when it was clear Zimmer was gone. He was doing like one last plea, right? This is not 21 to be like, you know, whatever. And, you know, even some of these guys, Peterson included, were Donatel guys that they they believed in him. And, and even as the public started to see the defense fail and turn on Donatel and that defense fell apart, it did seem like guys were on board with him. Fangio connection, who he is as a person, his knowledge of defense, whatever it is. And so you had to get something like this right. And I think this is why I keep prioritizing, like, they almost have to draft because, for you know, defensively, A, because you have to fix the defense, but B, because Flores is here. Um, and I think that's why it's such a huge hire for O'Connell. And granted, they have a longstanding relationship or whatever to grab and uh, a guy who was a head coach and maybe could have been a head coach this year, kind of have the security to be like, yeah, we'll put him on the staff and there won't be any issue. Um, what that allows you to do is obviously train up these guys and hopefully improve the defense, but also retain guys like Harrison Smith. Because, you know, if they if they had gone with the second or third choice, he may have been like, guys, I'm not taking a pay cut. Like, I'll go somewhere else. Someone else will value me. It's going to be one of those weird things. It'll be like Thielen or whatever, where or even Kendricks to some extent, where it's like, oh, yeah, Kendricks was with the Chargers at the end, or Thielen was with the Panthers. Like, yeah. I don't know where Harrison Smith would have gone. But, you know, like, he'd be like, yeah, that's right. He was with the Vikings mm-hmm. forever. So, at least in his case, and at least in this case specifically, they can retain this guy who I think is really important to the franchise as a whole in the defense uh, next year. Yeah, and I, I think it's twofold. I think, um, real quick before I, I forget, it's Jawan Williams, not Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson okay. is the tight end for the Saints that I used a couple of times in fantasy football last year. <laughs> Jawan Williams is the former second-round pick of the New England Patriots, who's like 6'4", 220, um, I have friends who, who cover the Patriots and uh, they say, this guy, we're not sure if he's good, but he's actually like super fun to talk to. So excited to cover him. Um, and excited six four two twenty. Like, I think you could probably get something out of him and in Flores, like maybe can just use that body type. And, um, I'm, I'm always quick to, or I don't want to write guys off too quickly. So I'm not it's- willing to say Joan Williams is the bust, um, we know nothing about it. It's, I mean, my, my gut instinct is always the Patriots always move on a year early, right? Yeah. And that they're always ahead. And like, but I don't think it's universal. Well, maybe that Bill's that, lost his fastball. Well, I mean, I think there's a little bit of that. He certainly yeah. has in the draft, although that wouldn't bode well for this particular situation because <laughs> it might mean they just overdrafted him. But like, I also think. I mean, a that coaching staff has been messed up. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, so like, who knows who's really coaching them and stuff? It might be Bill's kid or whatever. So, you know, there's there's some of that. But I think I don't think it's universal that guys have left the Patriots and just are toast. Yeah. Um, and I think if anything, you know, like we think of Flores with Miami because of the lawsuit. We think of Pittsburgh because that's his most recent stop. Like he is mostly a New England guy through and through. And because like New England hasn't changed that much he may see the same things, right? You know, he may have been, if he was there, like banging on the table saying, go get this guy. So, I I mean, this is one of the things like we're learning about the Vikings in real time, right? And it's like, how does O'Connell, even O'Connell going from kind of McVay to to read this year in terms of um, seeing the offense or whatever, like we're learning as they kind of learn what they're going to do. But if they can be, take some Patriots methods, right? And and apply them differently, 
with this kind of younger coaching staff, I mean, you're starting to get the best of multiple worlds if they implement it correctly, right? There's there's some Rams DNA, obviously. Um, it seems like they're tapping in, although I don't know how many people from the staff are kind of read guys, but tapping into kind of Reed's genius or his his football strategies. I mean, the other thing you should tap into is is how do you uh, take the things that they know from the Patriots? And we talk about how like O'Connell took notes, right? Even though like literally drafted as a third rounder Belichick was kind of done with him pretty soon but maintained a relationship and also importantly didn't do the McVeigh thing where McVeigh was kind of deferential to Belichick in that Super Bowl we saw Connell on a short week go right after Belichick um you know and win that game so this team should be pulling from multiple I don't think they should be like the Rams north I don't know if that works the Rams took like a absurd risk and we we're seeing the negative side of that right and everyone goes well they won the Super Bowl it wasn't like guaranteed that they were going to do that. Right. And so like, I think the Rams were a pretty unique situation. I think you have to take the best of that, but you have to, you know, supplement with other things. And if this guy ends up working out, like a, you need the corner, but B you start seeing like, maybe they have some of this Patriots methodology. Right. Um, and uh, I'm glad he hasn't lost that, even though like, to me, it seems like such a tenuous connection, but to O'Connell, I think it's really important. Yeah. And just like a, a very low risk move but I wanted to get the name right. Jawan Williams. Um, Jawan Johnson, pretty good tight end for fantasy football. Um, Going back to Harrison Smith though, like I I think you like, yeah, like the relationship, you know, or or the reputation of Brian Flores matters in, in, in that decision to kind of re-sign here for Harrison Smith. Um, No doubt about it. But I also think, like, if you're Brian Flores now, um, having a guy like Harrison Smith in that room is going to help you. Um, it's not just, like, Brian Flores is going to help Harrison Smith, um, you know, go out, you know, off sailing in the sunset. I, I think Harrison Smith is, in turn, going to help Brian Flores this year have a defense that is probably better than the second worst in the league. Um, I, I think – there is still something. And I think when you, you look at what Donatel did last year with Harrison Smith, um, you almost took him away yourself without having the other team have to do anything. Like this is a guy who roves. This is a guy who at all points of his career has kind of operated on instinct and been someone you can play at safety one, one snap and, you know, move down and play at linebacker. And, you know, a lot of times last year, he was just the deep man in the middle of the field. And that's not using Harrison Smith's strengths to his advantage. So while, you know, me and you are on the same page, like, and, and Harrison Smith obviously said he's not coming back if Flores isn't the guy and, and Harrison probably feels like he's going to get the most out of him. Um, I think Brian Flores knows, like, if we didn't bring back Harrison Smith, like, you know, no disrespect to Cam Bynum, I think he's a great player. Um, no disrespect to Lewisine, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but you need a guy like Harrison Smith in, in that room um, on that defensive side of the ball. Um, so I think it it, it really is kind of like a, a symbiotic relationship here where both guys needed each other. And um, I'm excited to see kind of how that marriage works out. Um, it seems like, like you said um, a few minutes ago, like Harrison Smith got along with Mike Zimmer. Um, I think – largely because he's a defensive guy, but also because he, he's a he's a tough coach. Harrison yeah. is an old school guy who likes to be coached hard. Um, Brian Flores coaches hard. So I think they're going to get along. Um, 
and then it was interesting to kind of hear Harrison kind of put it all on the table this week um, and, and just say like, yeah, I was almost gone, but, but Flores kept me here. So 